It's Wednesday, March 22nd, 2017. I'm Charles Sharetta, and this is SIT. We are on Chapter 34 of the Tao Te Ching. And today I'm going to go back to the Walter Gorn Old translation. And this was written in 1904. And if you'll recall, Gornold was a guy who called himself Safariel and was an astrologer. And uh, so he, he had a racket going for himself, more than likely. Um, but he had a, a fairly beautiful version of the Tao Te Ching as well. And um, since it's a Wednesday, in today's meditation, we will be finishing up doing the last two minutes of the meditation as a mantra or chant. And that goes a little like this, mm, or, uh, a tone that you make throughout your entire out breath um, as a way to focus your attention and turn yourself inward. And uh, so we'll be doing that for the last two minutes of today's meditation, and I'll let you know when that's starting. And if you can follow along, fantastic. And if you can't, so be it. We are also going to try something a little bit different. Um, during the guided part of the meditation, I'm going to focus on what's called the felt sense, which is... Uh, technique to encourage you to to turn inward even more and see what the nature of your problem is within your body. So not just sitting with it in your brain, but feeling it throughout your body and identifying what its need is. We already do that a little bit, but uh, today I'll see if I can ask the question differently. See where that takes us. Here is chapter 34, translated by Walter Cornold. Mighty Tao is all-pervading. It is simultaneously on this side and on that. All living things subsist from it, and all are in its care. It works, it finishes, and knows not the name of merit. In love... It nurtures all things and claims no excellence therein. It knows neither ambition nor desire. It can be classed with the humblest of things. All things finally revert to it, and it is not thereby increased. It can be mentioned with the greatest of things. Thus does the wise man continually refrain from self-distinction. All right. Find a posture, if you desire, that allows you to be relaxed and in contact with yourself at the same time. And if you can, let the breath come from your belly. That will allow you to get in touch with what's deep inside of yourself. And we will sit for 10 minutes. So here we go.
as we sit here together now, I'm going to invite you to ask yourself a question. And that question is, what is the most prominent issue in my body right now? So you can ask yourself, what is that one thing within your body? Another way to ask the question is, how is your life going right now? And as you ask yourself that question, look within your body for the answer. And as you feel a response, notice it. Just be aware of it. And then see what else is underneath it. What else is there? So you're allowing yourself to see what exists in your body that relates to this problem, but we're not going to delve into it right now. So as concerns come up, just let them arise and Acknowledge them and then come back to an examination of yourself. And now as your attention is turned inward, Examining yourself, choose one aspect of this problem to really focus your attention on. So now, rather than thinking about the problem, attempting to solve the problem through thought, which is not what we focus on in meditation, See where the problem shows up in your body right now. Where is it? And if you'd like to apply some term to it, like tightness, scary. Go ahead and do that. And if you don't want to do that, that's also fine. Just feel it. See where it is and feel it. And now return to your problem. 
and see if the two still match up. Maybe you have some visual image as well associated with it. And maybe not. That's okay. Either way. Now returning to the way that it feels. Can you ask yourself what it needs? So if you bring your own compassion to those areas within your body right now, that are expressing your problem, what do they need? Right now, in this moment, what do they need? And we're going to begin the mantra now. I'll start and join in if you are able.
I'm going to reread chapter 34 in its entirety, all at once. Mighty Tao is all-pervading. It is simultaneously on this side and on that. All living things subsist from it, and all are in its care. It works, it finishes, and knows not the name of merit. In love it nurtures all things and claims no excellence therein. It knows neither ambition nor desire. It can be classed with the humblest of things. All things finally revert to it, and it is not thereby increased. It can be mentioned with the greatest of things. Thus does the wise man continually refrain from self-distinction. The Tao or the way is everywhere. Huh? All pervasive. At the root of the tiniest thing and the largest thing imaginable. I think of the laws of physics when I think of the Tao. Those laws that govern the behavior of the entire universe that are in fact approximations of that which is actually around us. The world, the universe that we inhabit. But nevertheless, they're accurate approximations. We can make predictions and take action based on them. So the Tao is like that, like the laws of physics. But it's also more than that, and it's not that. It is what's actually there that, that we can't even necessarily conceptualize. And how beautiful for somebody 2,500 years ago to attempt to characterize that before anybody knew anything about those laws of physics on the extremely small or extremely large scale. The laws of physics at that time in human history probably extended no further than ballistics. And yet somebody was able to intuit the way of the universe by looking within. It knows neither ambition nor desire. It can be classed with the humblest of things. All things finally revert to it, and it is not thereby increased. This exercise of looking within ourselves at this really deep level where we are understanding the wisdom that's in our body and connecting that to our thinking mind, to our conscious awareness. For me, it's a really beautiful exercise because it gives us the chance to connect that conscious awareness, that thinking mind, that normally day-to-day -day is dominated by what's going on externally around us in our culture. It gives us the chance to connect that part of ourselves to that ancient, ancient, ancient wisdom that lies within us, that is making decisions for us all the time. That we can be aware of, but for the most part, we've been taught to ignore, to exclude that ancient awareness that's in our body, the memory the decision-making capacity is connected to the Tao. It's part of the way. And all things are connected to the Tao, but this connection is a very, very ancient one, billions of years old. 
And the cultural connection to the Tao is a different sort of connection. It's, I want to say, looser, more recent. It's an experiment, and it's an experiment that almost certainly can't last in the way that the wisdom that's present in our bodies can and has. So I'm going to invite you right now to return to whatever it was that you uncovered when we were sitting together in your conscious connection to your bodily awareness, to that embodiment of the problem that you were focused on today. And return to that concept of seeing whatever that problem needs. So connecting your conscious awareness to that bodily awareness and bringing in compassion from your conscious awareness and saying, you know, how can I help right now? What does this need? What is this need that I can provide with my compassion or conscious awareness? Right here, sitting here right now, not moving anywhere. And, you know, in the process of us taking this action together, I submit that we become more holistic creatures and we live in a way that's a deeper connection to our true selves. And I know for me that that has great, great value. And I hope that it does for you too. I hope that it does for you too. Staying connected to that inner truth throughout the day is, well, 100% of the time it's not possible for most of us. I know it's not for me. But staying connected to it as often as we can gives us the chance to be who we really are to create according to our destiny, if you want to use that word, to bring into the world that which our whole beings desire to create. That's why we're here, I submit. Or you could say there's no reason for each of us to be here. But then I would say if you say that, you get to decide why you're here. So it's still the same. Hang in there, friends. It's a journey. It's a journey that we're on together. You and I and a pod of killer whales that's swimming in Puget Sound right now and the earthworms that are digging in the dirt and the cherry tree that's in blossom and the granite rock that's sitting on the bottom of the creek that was once lava millions of years ago. All part of this journey. Thank you for sitting with me, my friend. Have a good day.